Hello, my name is Cheryl G, and I would like to welcome you to the Emmaus of Bus podcast. This week, we will continue part two of a new series entitled, What Has Not Changed? So let's get started and begin this week's episode of Emmaus of Bus. The title of this week's episode is The Hour of Temptation. We'll be reading from Revelation chapter three, verse 10, but first let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace and mercy. You are a good and gracious Father who loves us so much. We are here with open heart, desiring to hear from you so that we can grow in our understanding of your words. Speak life to us today so that our ways will be established in your word. I humble myself right now. Only allow me to say what I have been given to say um, to you by the Holy Spirit. Not my words, just yours, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's read. Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Last week I shared with you how we will be studying um, some scriptures that will at first feel familiar, but that the Holy Spirit is pouring out a fresh revelation of the familiar in order to help us understand the times we are currently living in. This passage refers to the topic of temptation, but more specifically, the hour of temptation. Now, we are all familiar with how temptation operates based on our own experiences. You see or hear something that entices you and you maul and lust over it until it leads you into sin and sin leads unto death. In James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, we are reminded that God does not tempt us. The scripture reads, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempteth he any man, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. When we succumb to temptation, the Bible instructs that because the blood of Jesus has cleansed us of sin and unrighteousness, uh, we can simply confess the sin and receive the forgiveness that God has available. Paul tells us in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able but with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. For us who are in Christ Jesus, Jesus is the way of escape. Now that we understand temptation and the forgiveness that is available through Christ Jesus, let's study this term, the hour of temptation. In our passage, we learn how the church of Philadelphia had been experiencing a series of trials but they continued to keep believing God's word. God promised them, promises them that he would strengthen them during the hour of temptation that is coming to the whole world so that they can ascertain what his word said was theirs to have. So in summary, they had heard the word which caused faith to rise and develop a picture of what was already prepared for them because of God's love for them. Then their hope was activated and strengthened by the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost released the fruit of the Spirit so that they could have joy and peace as they waited for the manifestation of God's promise to them. 
This is an example of how we should operate when we read the promises of God. Hear his words, allow faith to rise and see the promise, then put our hope in God's love for us and allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen us until we receive what we are hoping for. Now, as I said in part one of this series, there are lessons we can learn if we see the patterns. This term, hour of temptation, is similar to what Jesus experienced in the garden um, at Gethsemane. Um, from a prophetic point of view, hours of temptation always precede hours of darkness. This is why Jesus warns us in Matthew chapter 25 that when we see the things that he described coming, let us know that we are close to the end. So let's look at the instructions that Jesus gave to his disciples um, in the garden um, right before he was about to be uh, crucified. When Jesus comes back from praying and finds them sleeping, he tells them first to watch and pray. Um, so Matthew 26, verse 41, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Notice that we are instructed to do both. Some of us watch and prophetically discern what is going on, but do not pray and stand on God's promises. Others pray, but do not watch. So you pray without discernment or out of religious tradition, without discerning God guidance. We are instructed to watch and pray and not enter into the temptation to stop believing God's word of patience. Um, we are like those uh, believers that were in the church of um, Philadelphia who believed that they would receive in spite of the current trials they were facing. Believing not only um, in their own human strength, but out of the assurance that God loved them. Then that assurance of God's love for them, confirmed by the Holy Ghost, who witnessed the truth and strengthens us until manifestation of the promise comes. Next, we learn that we are to stay awake and active. The word calls this being sober and active. Uh, Matthew 24, verses 45 through 47, who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that man, that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find him so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. We watch and pray so that we can be sober and active in our believing, fervently believing God's love for us and his promises through the power of the Holy Ghost. Um, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 tells us, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Um, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13 Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then I have uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. But the end of all things is at hand. But be ye therefore sober, and watch unto pray, prayer. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. 
use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So today I feel led for us to pray the Lord's Prayer. Um, because I believe that Jesus gave it to us as a model of how we ought to be praying in the face of adversity. Uh, pray these words with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus of Bus podcast. You can hear uh, more messages at either Emmaus um, or Bus.com or at Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. You can also um, purchase my new book entitled Emmaus of Bus at EmmausofBus.com. Join me next week for part three of this series, What Has Not Changed. Have a blessed week.